Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Multi. Oh, that's where I'm starting. That's a good start. I'm coming in angry. You can tell I'm coming angry. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. We're going live. I am the Super Coach Hawk, Rob Kennedy, and here with my good mate and co-host Mickey Dell. How are you? Hello, Robbie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, another frustrating round of Super Coach. How'd you go? <laughs> Not horrendous, like a 21-22, but I tell you what, there's a few people on the Twittersphere, that, and that's what I'm calling it. I'm assuming it's called the Twittersphere. I don't know if I'm cool enough to say the Twittersphere, but that's what I'm calling it. Um, a few people that just, oh, I've got to go with my gut. I've got to start mm. going with my gut. Canelio was going to be out for me. I've at least got it on text message to you that I was going to go with my gut. I would have had something like 325,000 sitting in the bank going to this next round. Um, could have brought in a couple of other people. He's just so frustrating, and the algorithm is so frustrating with somebody being able to get that many touches um, and then just pulling in the way. I I swear he had 45 at quarter time and then went backwards from there. But there were a couple of wins. Will Day was a great in for me, um, albeit a terrible game from Hawthorne. But, mate, it wasn't horrendous, but disappointed I didn't go with my gut. What about yourself? Yeah, I just don't know about the super coach scoring and how it works or they're lagging or what. But for example, today, like I was, I was watching the scores fairly closely and James Walpole kicked one out on the full and he went from 35 to 37 after it. So I just, I don't know, like it's, it's a frustrating time, but I'm sure they'll line out their kinks and, and get it all right. But hey, here we are. We'll uh, throw the questions out to our viewers and uh, we'll yeah. dig deep the games and we'll see what works and what doesn't. And, what are we going to do with Doherty? Yeah, as per usual, we'll go, we'll go through the games. Um, please throw your questions in the live chat. We can see we've got a few viewers kicking along. We had great viewership um, on the Thursday leading into the, into the weekend, which was unreal. We feel like we handed out some good advice. We talked about the Olivers. We talked about the Grundies, um, which is obviously out of our control with that late pullout. But uh, we feel like we gave out some good advice and some food for thought for people. So, 
happy yeah. with my sort of VC into my captain option. Tim English did a great job. You were right, even with that Libba call. Um, Libba having a fantastic game in the rain. So drop some comments in our comment section, guys. We'll look to answer them as we go through game by game um, and have a quick look at sort of what happened, what didn't happen, and maybe even a really quick brief into sort of what could happen next week. As you brought up, Doherty's the big question. Your Tom Stewart's Mitch Duncan looked very good today. Uh, we've got to have a look at what's going on. So already got Damien Carroll. Big shout out to a, a good mate of ours who's, who's jumped on. Will Daytime on the Pine next week. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, the tackle. Um, there are a few dangerous tackles in this game. The Hawks v Geelong, yeah. always a bit of fire in the belly. Did you see it yourself, Del? No, I didn't see that game. I was busy making dinner for the uh, family. But I did see Gary Rowans, and I reckon he's gone for a couple of weeks for that one. See, I reckon Gary Rowan's in trouble as well. I reckon he's in more trouble than Will Day. Um, yeah. But it wouldn't shock me if Day gets a week as well. But, look, anything happens, uh, anything can happen. So That's we'll right. see. But I hope he doesn't. Either way, look, I'm at that point now where I'm going to start taking a few. I'm going to really start looking at my players like stocks. Um, you know, if their price, price drops too low, you might as well hold on to them um, rather than making too many moves. But for me, Will Day will definitely be staying in the team. Yeah. Um, let, let's jump straight in. A couple of questions, a few viewers there. Put some more in as we go along, guys. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. Um, I think we're up at over 400-plus subscribers at the moment, which is unbelievable. Um, obviously, yeah. on Molten, we do uh, AFL, NRL, NBA, and we're looking to continue that on. As we get to summer, we'll sort of bring you a bit of big bash and those types of things as well. So uh, please do. Mate, I've already got my four and one from the Standard Squeeze Cup getting used today. And I can tell you right now, I did use I did use the Standard Squeeze, but it's uh, it's definitely pouring me doubles at the moment. So uh, it's pouring me the perfect double and it's going down very nicely. Mm. Let's jump into game one and then we'll get to some more questions. Brisbane v Collingwood. First and foremost, I think you and I both got the tip here. We both tipped Brisbane, didn't we? We talked about this on yep. Thursday. Yep. yep. Good tip. Uh, they look good. Yeah, Brisbane are hard to beat up there, and and uh, Collingwood without a ruckman, you know, it's it's tough, it's tough. And then when you've got a, a midfield where you got McInerney getting first use out of the middle, and then you got midfielders like Dunkley, Neil, uh, geez, the rest of them they just slipped from my mind. Bailey even played pretty well. Yeah, Jared um, Berry, Jared Berry went in there a bit. Savage, these sorts no, of players. Plenty, plenty. And then you know Rayner, he should play forward the rest of the year. He looked really dangerous. Yep. Um, I did have the VC on Dacos. So yep. we spoke about uh, if you were to VC someone from the Collingwood-Brisbane game, would you go, well, my tip was either Dacos or Neil because both teams don't really tag. And I went with my gut thinking Dacos because he's just been racking up touches like you wouldn't believe. And thank God I did because it saved me from a really embarrassing score this week. Mate, I had the, this is where I've told you, I've said this many times on the pod. And guys, thanks for the comments. We'll definitely get to them. Troy, Nick, Damo, Nath, we'll get there in one second. Um, this is the problem with this pod. I, I've had VC on Dacos all week, all week. And I think I actually listened to someone else's pod on the way home to doing ours. And someone's like, oh, the Gabba's a really tough place for people to score. And that just one comment was enough to throw me off and, and took me off it. I didn't do any research to it, I just backed some person in. Um, and yeah, 151, he just keep on keeping on. I think we talk about the algorithm. I think one thing I'd love to see change in the algorithm is they're not rewarding the tough kick out of a clearance. 
And I think that's something that Cornelio does a lot is you get the ball handballed out. You've done all the hard work, quickly put it on the boot, kick it inside 50. And if a forward gets outmarked by a back, it's actually signified as an insignificant and, if anything, just a turnover. And it becomes a yeah. minus, which yeah, um, doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, and just purely from a – if we're talking from a footy coaching background – a lot of scores generate from an opposition half-back line. That's where your run and carry comes from. That's where your play starts. So if you're rushing your kick and turning it over there or a shallow inside 50 um, entry, I guess, into your forward line, it gets turned over, you've got to push like you wouldn't believe to whether you're structuring back into a zone or whether you're playing on a man because if the ball gets back out over the back, then it's game over. And we saw Brisbane, they annihilated Collingwood going the other way on Thursday night. And, you know, Brisbane, Richmond, both of them had significant um, changes in uh, rhythm, I guess, and the flow of the game in their game and good on the Western Bulldogs for winning. But, like, that 10-minute period where Richmond kicked six or seven goals, that was phenomenal. And all of that created from, I think they got two centre clearances and the rest were um, back 50 turnovers that generated into forward 50 shots and goals. I'll say this, though. I don't want to see it as a negative. I'm okay with it being zero. I don't like it being a plus three in a, you know, fantasy. It doesn't matter. You kick the ball. It doesn't matter what you do. You get plus three. I just don't want to see it as a negative. To me, it's not a negative. If somebody's put under the pump and they've got to get it in the, get on the boot, boot it forward and a, and a forward just gets out. I just don't want to see it as a negative, but mate, that's, that's me having a whinge. Um, Look, massive scores. Cam Rayner was phenomenal. Um, Danaher and Cameron bounced back with their 110s, 109s. Uh, we all thought this is the factor now going against uh, Collingwood with no Ruckman. So McInerney having a 108, it's kind of like playing against West Coast now. If you've got the opposition Ruckman, you know, look for them to have a big score. Um, Lockie Neal with the 102, didn't start too well, but bounced back strong. Um, from a Collingwood perspective, as you said, Dacos with 151. We've said these two names a lot lately. Pendlebury just continues to be that Rolls-Royce getting that 109. And Jordan Dugowie just showing that he is a consistent midfielder at the moment with another with another 107. Um, yeah. And I must give the shout-out. Bobby Hill popped up. Uh, we got into him a little bit early on. He's still up and down, inconsistent. I like the role he's playing for a forward, you know, winning team yeah. in, in sort of Collingwood. But uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't I don't think he's super coach worthy, but he has been a handy addition. I'll give I'll give Justin the yeah. shout out for that. I was watching had a few beers on Thursday night and watching the footy with uh a couple of mates here in uh, Bendigo. And um, I put uh, Ian Hill to score a goal. And I'm like, who's Ian Hill? And then Bobby Hill gets a goal. And then there's this green tick next to my multi. <laughs> What's going right, on you, here? You so, were in very good form Thursday night. I was, I was enjoying oh, that. I was enjoying that viewing. Oh, it was good. I was seeing bubble by the end of the night. Yeah. It was good too. Let, let's put on a couple of... Comments before we go out, and I know Damien Carroll wants us to move on to his blue baggers versus the uh, versus the Roo Boys. He'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm definitely putting this one on. So, Nate, our producer and mate at uh, NRL, I beat Matt Morell. That's all that matters this week. Couldn't couldn't agree more. I, I, if I could leave a comment up in the top left hand corner, maybe that's something you need to create for us, Nate. I'll yeah. leave it up in the top left corner and be able to show other comments. So, the NRL boy getting a hold of the the man that wants to be on the podcast. Um, so Morel's got a little bit more to do. That said, Morel's still beating me, so I'll uh, I'll eat humble pie, and uh, I've got to try and chase him down. And, and maybe, you know what? Maybe we will still get him on the pod if he keeps getting some decent scores. We'll get him on the pod for sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick Robbins, massive shout out. Thanks, mate. Boys, love the pod. 
I can't stress enough how much these messages mean the world to us. Um, we really appreciate it. Appreciate the support. So thank you. Troy Vickers, good question. Well, before we move on to the next game, are the Lions back? I don't think the Lions ever went away. I think the Lions have showed that they're very good at the Gabba. I think we now need to see them play well away from the Gabba. Um, yeah. I think they're trying to sink a few things in. I think they're trying to work a few things out. I think for them, a lot now, and this shouldn't be the case, a lot comes down to the consistency of their forward line. So oh, Danaher and Cameron and Bailey's, and it's a quality forward line. They need to continue to play to the level that they should be, and Gunston as well. They should be playing to the level that they should be producing. So for me, I don't think they've gone anywhere, but we want to see what we expect from them more, even away from home. Your thoughts? Yep, same thing, but... I think it's more the chemistry between Hipwood and Danaher that they need to iron mm. out. So they're obviously right, yeah. playing they're playing Gunston as a high forward. So that link between, you know, your, your rebound defense and your your entries into attack, your deep entries. Um, but when you're talking about um, chemistry moving forward, they need to work out what they're doing together because if Danaher gets the ball within 60, he's not even looking to pass the ball. And when he does, he just he looks ordinary with it. You know, so he's just looking to kick long the whole time. And Hitwood looks a little bit lost with him too. So, uh, yeah, two good wins against two quality opposition up at the Gabba. But until they start winning consistently away from home, then we'll hold off on are they back. But they're still probably in the top six teams in the cup. Really great question here from uh, Theo Manos. Thanks for the question, mate. Dr. Duncan, worth it. Duncan was always on my radar to start this season, but we knew he was going to be out for a little while. Um, it's not a bad shout. So I was I was looking at uh, Dunk's price. I think he's at about four eighty six, which means you, for me it's about if I am going to move Doc. And there's a part of me that I was saying at the start of the show, which was he's dropping that much in value and still getting a bit of the footy. That I'm like, do I just hold on to him now that the score might be coming? But that's not a bad shout because Duncan's price is lower, and I still consider him a massive defensive primo. Um, yep. So not a bad shout. I think it comes down to how many trades you've still got left. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no. No. Like we we brought up um, very early on in our podcast that um, Mitch Duncan was at 0% ownership and people were like, well, he's too old. I'm not sure what his role is going to be with Geelong. But now we've seen that he's just going to play the same role again. He's going to be that utiliser of the ball out of defence he uses the ball well. They look to get the ball in his hands. He had like, I think it was 11 marks today. I'll have to go back through the stats and have a look. So it was today's first game. Yep. Yep. So yep. hold him, hold for another week. If he's um, going to play that role again next week, then you'd be looking at moving him, him in, especially when um, dual position statuses come out. But it's been Bowes or Bowes one week. It's been Duncan yep. this week. I can't tell you who it was the first couple of weeks, but that role has been inter- interchanged between two or three players. I think it was Tui even round one. Yep. So until you see some consistency with that, hold off on a trade there. Yeah. I, so I popped up a couple of comments while you were chatting there just to show the chat that the group's having. Damien Carroll, I totally agree. Hold Doc, get both if you can, maybe. But this is the point that I actually want to take away from the most that Damien's just dropped in there. Duncan's a takeaway from Stewart's scores. Now he's put a question mark. I thought he was actually making his statement. I agree. I I agree. I don't think he takes away, but if I'm now looking at if I don't have Stewart or Dawson, I tell you what, Dawson's now a guarantee to be that jump ahead for me as the choice over Stewart because of those reasons. So 
Yeah, what's your thoughts there? I don't know if it's a takeaway, but it makes me think of another option. Yeah, I think it strengthens Stewart's intercept marking ability, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it takes away from Stewart ever kicking out because Duncan's such a good user of the ball. Yeah, great so shout. I think, great yeah, shout. either way, like both players are going to win, but I can't see them both going ultra premium with scores if Duncan's in that role. Mail XD, we'll get to your question in one second. I just want to move on to the next game really quickly so we don't get too long. We want to make sure in this pod we get through all the games. Um, I'll get to your question next. So we move on to Carlton versus North Melbourne. Um, the cheese, who just keeps on keeping on. Harry Sheasel with his 111. Um, LDU and Simkin back in the side, the 102, 106. Um, Goldstein with the 97. Zebel just showing that his role is so valuable. They're both going to get that DPP forward defense, which is going to really make for a big shift in the uh, in the dynamic of people's teams. Definitely mine, as I've got both. Um, but uh, Kerno and Mackay, the double-headed dragon up forward, was just in full flight uh, with Carlton getting the win in it. In what was quite a what a was a good game. I think North obviously bad kicking at eleven eighteen. Um, it was nice to see Mitch McGovern have a, a one twenty four. Sard continues to get his one hundred four. I call him my pod because I still don't think he's in enough teams to not call him a pod, but Cripps with his 114 was was great for me. Um, I'm just having a quick look down of anyone else who sort of really stands out. The, I mean, the massive standout is Doherty only scoring 71. Um, and there's some major concerns there with what that's going to look like. Other than my word is I'm still going to hold him because I think with Walsh coming back, he goes back into that defensive role. Spot on. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's what happened in the previous couple of years. Walsh plays his running midfield role. You've got uh, Patrick Cripps as the inside bull along with Hewitt and Kennedy and these sorts of guys. So they're basically using Doherty in that outside running role at the moment. And he hasn't been playing that well. But once he goes back to a position where he is comfortable, there is potential that Doherty and Saad can go 120 both each week. So, yeah, if you're looking at trading him, don't. Snip this little bit out, Nath, if you're watching, mate, when we, we go to re-record it or re-run uh, it. Because in four weeks' time, I've got pretty much no doubt that Doherty will be averaging 100 from this point. Oof, I love that. I'm definitely holding him. The the question for me now is Canelio is the big tough one for me because he's still getting the footy. He had a 45 in the first quarter. I think it's now at the point where I'm like, because I said he dropped in value, I've got to hold him now. Got to hold him. Yeah. So I've got two questions here from Mail XD before we uh, we move on to Adelaide v. Fremantle. Um, I'm never tipping Freo again. That was just a rid- ridiculous. Anyways, um, Mail XD, it, he's got two sort of questions here. We'll, we'll try to get both of them in right now. Um, is Wit uh, fit to play this week because I missed out on some points because of him? Um, and the other one being, I also want to know, boys, if I should keep Bailey Smith. Yeah. I'll let, Wits, you, I'll let you jump in first, Dale. I think I've answered Wits, first of both times. Yeah, Wits, I believe, is going to come straight back in. But Moyle definitely didn't look out of his depth. So have a look to see in which direction the Suns go this year and whether they try and play the two Ruckman. And also with Bailey Smith, I'd trade him out. You've got your, your prominent Jack McRae. You've got Bailey Dale, who's coming on now. Uh, you've got Bontempelli, you've got Liberatore, you've got English, you've got Caleb Dale, you've got players that are really good scoring players. Bailey Smith is playing a lot of a half forward role and it's just not generating super coach points. So 
whether they're managing him at this point of the season, looking for him to go into the midfield later in the year and he becomes a pod, I don't know. But for right now, he's not worth your time or the money and I'd be trading him out, mate. What's the, just to add, because I don't disagree. I think I've mentioned Bailey Smith twice now. I think I even put him on my squeeze out list with uh, the one we did before before the yeah. third round price change. Um, love him as a player. What about though now? Now we've finished four rounds. If, if Male XD is holding on to him at the moment, um, we've obviously got that one more round before we see what the DPPs are going to look like. Mm-hmm. Does he still hold some value with that mid-forward DPP until we see who the other forwards are, especially with the ability now to move? You know, everyone's got Sheasel, so Sheasel can go to the defence, and and a lot of people have uh, Zebel who might be able to go to defence too. There's not a huge or plethora of choices when it comes to forwards at the moment. Is he one of those mids that gets that mid-forward DPP to hold enough value, or do you think it's moved now? Move now. I think he will get that position change, but he's going to lose too much money and he's not going to allow you to score highly. So if, if you're looking at competing each week for that top score and you've got Bailey Smith who's pumping out, what do you pump out, 70s, 80s, that's um, they're numbers that you're looking to get out of your rookies to uh, to make your money, not out of someone that you're spending 500000 on that you want 110, 120, 130 out of. For everyone listening along or viewing, listen to this man over here, all right? He knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. So if he's saying that, I'm backing him in. He's got – I'd love to keep a record. I might have to go back and listen to all our podcasters. I, I still reckon you get most correct, mate. There's – you know, well, you and I have joked about it during the weeks. We're going to get called out on things that we get wrong, and I think everybody remembers the ones yeah. you get wrong. It's like the opposite effect to sports bet. You tell everybody about your wins and everybody knows about your wins and no one notices yeah, your losses. Right. I think on the podcast, it works the other way around. Like Everyone remembers the one you got wrong, but nobody remembers the one you got right. But yeah, mate, you've made some solid calls over the last couple of weeks. So look, Mayo XD, take that on. Um, yeah, he's in your mid. Yeah, he's only in mid at the moment. Um, what's he got? So I could get, I'll just put this one more up, mate. So we'll finish this this conversation off. Um so I could get a lot more players in the mid for that amount of money. Yeah, I still think he's sitting on, and I could be wrong because the price change might not have shown up yet, but I still think he's around 521 or something like that sitting in your mid. So if there's you can plenty of options there now. Trade him out and bring in Will Day. You'll save money and he's going to get you more uh, more points. Yep, beautiful. There you go. It's been said first. Ho- hope that helped, Mail XD. Guys, throw through some more questions as we pop through. Um, yeah, interesting that Bailey Smith only got 69. I thought he was actually playing a better game this weekend, but um, yeah, I saw that his score was a bit low. We move on to one of the biggest talking points uh, when we talk about players. We move on to Adelaide versus Fremantle, and um, it's hard to look past Jordan Dawson's 173. It's also hard to look past. He was on just over 100 at half time, mm-hmm. and it's hard to look past that he's now been in the midfield um, doing a lot of centre bounce appearances in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's a rain man um, on Twitter uh, has been very clear on this guy is a unicorn, and I don't disagree. To have a defender getting the footy that he is, he's doing the kickouts, he's getting the chip kicks, he's getting the marks, and now he's going to the midfield. Mickey Dell is Jordan Dawson the unicorn of twenty twenty three. Yes. Woo. He's, on, he's on par with Nick Dacos down there, I reckon. When you're talking about 
not so much from a game influence point of view, but when you're talking about from a super coach point of view, he's got elite kicking ability and Adelaide looked to get the ball into his hands a lot. So it speaks for itself. Like he's had 27 touches and went at a very high disposal accuracy for 173 points. Whereas if we go back to the last game, Western Bulldogs and Bailey Smith, he had 24 touches for 69 points. So it's all it's all about your yeah, disposal efficiency and what you're doing with the ball. Yep, yep. I've to everyone um, sort of playing along at home today as well and listening along. I apologise. Normally I have a few more shout outs and calls that I can give, but uh, TPG has kind of let my internet down at the moment. For we're hot spotting off my phone, so I can't grab it and get on my Twitter as quickly as I can. I don't like stealing people's work. I like giving shout outs to people for some of the comments that they've made. Um, but I'll uh, I'll try and do my best. I'm doing a couple of things with my iPad here and working it out. Um, I'm having a look to next week's matches, and you might be able to get it a little bit more ahead of me because um, uh, Mail XD is asking, uh, should I have C on Oliver or Nick Dacos as captain next week? I'm assuming that's next week. I need to go and have a bit of a look who's playing next week. Yeah, so uh, Melbourne play Essendon. And Collingwood plays St Kilda. If I had to choose between the two, looking at St Kilda's team defence and the way they are at the moment, I'm tipping mm. Oliver. Yeah. Oliver Oliver is just giving you that brand of footy that you have complete confidence in what he's doing. It's just like mm. it's a lot. And, and that's not anything to take away from obviously the scores Nick Dacos is putting it up. So it's really hard to say that. But I, I tend to agree. I think Oliver probably gets his C. I guess it depends where your loophole is and whether you have a loophole. I mean, Madden's not playing until um, Sunday, just before the Collingwood St Kilda game. Um, so you could obviously put the V the V on uh, on Oliver if you wanted as well. So there's quite a few V options next week. Um, a lot of quality games, and remembering that it's all in uh, Adelaide, which I will be there at Gather Round. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that Looking looks forward to it. Yeah, it should be should be should be different and exciting, and I think everyone needs to remember that. I need to have a look at the weather in Adelaide and, and what it's going to go like. But um, mm. yeah. Anyways, we move on to oh, we're still in Adelaide um, at Fremantle. Or oh, Rory Laird only pulled in a ninety-seven. Um, Michelini, um, big score for the uh, for the rookie there, and I, I'm trying to remember who it was um, who did actually put a shout out on Twitter as well, which was about he was going the POD, bringing in the defensive rookie. Um, to be something different, and and definitely got rewarded with a with a nice uh, one hundred and three from Michelini. Yeah. Um, who else pulled well there? For uh, Sean Darcy had a big game, which was against Rory O'Brien, so he's up and about again. Um, Andrew Brayshaw with a one hundred and fourteen is good to see. Luke Ryan showing again that he's probably the best option in that back line for Fremantle with a one hundred and eleven. And uh, Luke Jackson starting to find the footy again, and Caleb Sarong also with both over a hundred. So. I'll tell you what, Fremantle suck at the moment. And I messaged my mate and I said, I'm never tip, tipping the purple at the moment. They are playing such a slow and boring brand of footy. And no wonder everyone's getting in their forwards. The forwards don't have a freaking chance the way that they're playing at the moment. I don't know. No, that's that's my thought. Yeah, they're, they're playing a pretty ordinary brand of footy. It's hard to watch. For, I was up and about for them. Like, look, I didn't have them top four, but I had them up and about as being a side that could really sort of be that team that the teams in the top four didn't want to play against. But, um, yeah, they're disappointed. They're tough to pick from a um, from a super coach standpoint as well. You know, uh, Cox had 89, Clark had 90. Yeah, so 
I just don't see too much there at the moment. It's it's kind of nerve wracking. I think they're trying. They need to get Fife back in that team as soon as possible and see what's actually going on there. So, yeah. Uh, Richmond v Western Bulldogs. Look, I want to give a quick shout out before we go on to the next game. Standard Squeeze. Um, massive sponsor of ours. Big shout out to theirs. Guys, jump on their website, get on their products, use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off all your products. I talked about it at the start of the show. This is their standard squeeze product. Really simple. You put your spirits in this one, you squeeze it in, up it goes, and there's your perfect 30 mils that you can pour out of this bad boy. Um, it's so simple. It's I love. I think some of the best products are the most simplest products, and that's what they've done here. They also have this unbelievable four-in-one cup which I don't know if everyone can see, but it's nicely engraved for us there with our logo and things like that there. You can keep things hot. You can keep things cold. You can use it as a cup, and it's also a stubby holder. So to the standard squeeze, go on and have a squeeze. Use the Molten 15 for that 15% off. A few more questions. Make sure we pop them in there. We're going to move on to Richmond versus the Western Bulldogs. Thank God for Tim English as my captain and saved me after my VC performance from Rory Laird. Uh, 145, my also other pod midfielder who has just become a sensation again this year. I'm stoked I picked him is Tom Liberatore with a 141. I wish it just rained every week for Tom Liberatore so I could get those scores. Um Richmond continue to be as annoying as they possibly can with whether it's, you know, is it Dan Rioli who's going to score, which he did this week with the 136, or is it Liam Baker like he did last week with the 143? You just never know. Tim Taranto with his 114. Bailey Dale, of course, the uh, the curse of two terrible games, having to move them on, and then Bailey Dale finding the player that he is and why I picked him to start the season with the 136. Bondapelli showing how good he is with the 122. And McRae just consistently finding that 100 at the moment. So what were your takeaways from this one, mate? Who'd you tip? I'm happy. I tipped the doggies. I tipped the doggies as well. As soon as I saw that that Rewalt was out, I thought that Western Bulldogs may just have have enough, even though it was going to be wet. I just think without him, they probably lack a little bit of leadership up forward, and I was nearly proven wrong. But when you're talking about players from – uh, especially Western Bulldogs side, and we'll touch on the uh, male XD and his question. So you've got English, Liberatore, Dale, Bontempelli, McRae, which we all mentioned before, they were the top five point scorers, and then Ed Richards and Caleb Daniel. So apart from Ed Richards, they were all the ones that we brought up before. They're all yep. the big point scorers for Western Bulldogs, so I wouldn't worry about Smith there. Um, Bontempelli is having a ripper season. He's just everywhere at the moment. Yep. Um, his scores aren't doing him justice. Like he's... He's been phenomenal. Uh, Tim English, he is someone I want to still try and get in, but I just can't at the moment. And I'd like to move on from Rowan Marshall, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I think it's yeah. cool, cool to play Collingwood this week. And I think he's going to go large against a team that has no Ruckman. So he's, he's with me for another week at least. Yeah, it could be a it, it could be a really selective move for me on when and how. I've used a lot of trades trying to fix some of the issues that I had at the start, so I've now got to start being quite selective with my trades before I do anything silly. What I have liked that I've done so far is I've been I really still have stuck to the BEs. I've looked at the break evens, I've done the mathematical, but what what some people don't look at is how much you spend to make the change and also how much the price is going to change. You've got to make sure you add both values to what you're doing at the same time. Don't just go, oh, this person's about to make me 50 grand. You know, Chandler was an example this week. I would have had to spend 80 grand to bring him in for him to possibly make me another 40 grand. 
do the math. You've actually still lost 40 grand to make that happen. So unless he's really going to come on and be influential in that game and he actually goes on your field, you haven't generated cash. You've actually lost cash. So you've got to start looking at it in, in multiple mathematical ways. That's maybe too much for, for everyone's brain on, a, on an Easter Monday, but I, I do like numbers. I can't lie. Yeah, I've got a suggestion. <laughs> Just listen to the pod and we'll help you out. Correct. Good shout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this one up from uh, a, a, a surname that looks a little bit familiar there, uh, Mr. Anthony Delaney. Uh, is it time to pack in on lead? Which got followed up by Damien Carroll. They're just having their own conversations there, mate. Don't be silly. Um, I won't put the next one up of his response of what uh, of what lead's done. He's to done him. the proverbial thing. Yeah. What's your thoughts on lead? Like, where where's your head at there now for that kind of player? Um. It's odd because if I didn't pick him, I wouldn't be looking to get him in. But because I have him, I've got to keep him. Yeah. yeah. So that's I think spot on. that's spot on. Jordan Dawson is the number one player that they look to get the ball in the hands off at Adelaide now. I think Laird is now, he's still an accumulator of the ball, but Adelaide aren't as dependent on him anymore. Um, but he's Laird is still someone that you've got to have in your team. Like he's he's scored nineties and hundreds and whatever else, which you know, for anyone else, like Petraka's been scoring nineties and hundreds. Like there's yeah. only a select few at the top that have actually gone like your Englishes and Olivers and that that have gone boom, boom, boom each week. Yep. So he, he's still a hold, but as we just said, yeah. Do you know what it is for me? For me now, I think I might actually shy a little bit away from him being that VC or C option for me and just take his score that it comes. Teams are putting attention on him now. So this is the thing. Adelaide's starting to become a little bit better. So therefore, they have opposition have to take the game a bit more seriously. Last year, Laird was able to get 40 touches and you still beat Adelaide by 35 points. So he's now getting a bit of attention into them to slow him down. But he's still scoring 96, even with the soft tag on him at the clearances. So, look, I think I have to hold – I agree with your statement completely. You have to hold him now if you had him, but you're probably not looking to get him in. I, I, I think he's it's not worth it at the, just watching the value drop and pick him in unless it continues to really go basement price. So, yeah, yeah for me, it's a hold well, there. Yeah, while we're on Adelaide too, Ryan Hammond, yep. one of our more vocal sponsors of the podcast – he has Riley O'Brien. I'd I'd drop him faster than a bag of spuds, mate. He um he he looks a step off the pace, yep. and to be shown up by Darcy and Darcy hasn't been playing that well. Uh, look to move him on, mate, and go go to another ruckman. So you brought up Roel Marshall before. We move on now to St Kilda versus Gold Coast. Now Roel Marshall got ninety six. I did not watch this game. I was up in Geraldton having to play the Easter tournament up there. For those that don't know, I play and work in tennis. Um, had a win, by the way, just quietly, if we can throw that in there. I did something Stop. right this weekend, so still got it, which is nice. Um, did Rob Marshall get subbed out? Did I hear that he got subbed out when he was on 96? At what point did he get subbed out of the game? Sorry third to quarter. everyone listening. No, we don't watch every single game. I watch majority of them, but, yeah. So he was having a, he was in line for a good score then. Obviously, Wits wasn't playing, but he was in line for a, a really good score. St Kilda had it in the bag and Ross the boss subbed him off. Gold Coast are disappointing at the moment. I'll tell you what. Mm. Um, so we'll go through these scores. Um, Owens uh, with a 143. I saw he had a huge number of contested possessions is, is where they're showing that he had one of the most highest contested possession games of all time. I think I saw somewhere it was right up there, not the highest, but he's right up there on the list. 
Um, Higgins with a 132. Sinclair is the one who's starting to show some form back to the, you know, the highest scoring defender last year in Supercoach with a 113. Um, Wood, Mason Wood with an 89 for someone who was questionable going into the game. Um, it's good to see that he's still putting up the scores and being relevant. Um, Stocker with a 77 for, for the players that sort of have him. I think someone was talking to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Community's already jumped. Has he already earned, and I've had him since day one, has he already earned over 100K for those that have him is something that I've heard. So we'll massive cash Well over 100K. And he's he's solidifying his spot in that side. Like he scored another 64 on the weekend. His break even was what, minus 50, minus 60 again. So yeah, he's going he's gonna to continue to sit on my bench and continue to make good coin. 100%. At, at some point, uh, if, I, if I didn't have a stacked forward line at the moment, after the DPP where Sheasel and... Uh, Sheasel and Zeebel might move to the defense. He might be someone that sneaks into my F6 for a while, the way that he keeps going and, and keeps on putting on some scores. It gives me actually a bit more consistency than I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see Noah Anderson pop up with a 134. Uh, you know, there, there are players on Gold Coast that I really like and want to see them ex- expand their careers and continue on. Noah Anderson's one of them. Uh, Took Miller with a 122. I know Damien Carroll dropped... Um, Upgraded Canelio up to Took Miller this week. Good call, one twenty-two. You can't really go wrong when you when you bring Took Took back into your side. Um, Lockie Weller just looks like that consistent eighty-plus, you know, eighty-five runner off defence at, at another eighty-six, and that was kind of it for them. There wasn't too much to get excited about. Um, Matty Rowell only with a fifty-one continues to just show that he's just not consistent enough yet. But I don't know. Do you want to have anything to add there, mate, before I bring up Sydney and Port Adelaide? No, not really. I think you'll find that Gold Coast will come out this week and more than likely beat Fremantle. Uh, I watched some footage tonight and they were just really, really lazy behind the ball. Uh, and St Kilda got so many cheap ones out the back. So I think I think Jew will go through them worse than a, a hot knife through butter. So, yeah, expect Gold Coast to go large this week. So you reckon Gold Coast will beat Freo? Surely, if Freo lose that game, there are some serious, serious problems. If oh, they I can see Stewie Jews go. He'll go mental at that group this week. Like okay. I saw a snippet where St Kilda generated four goals out of a player of St Kilda's being loose at the back of the pack each time, and just waltz on into goal. And these are, you know, your Higginses and Owens and these sorts of players that are damaging players. Just yep. Gold Coast players are just pointing at them and. No one's going to them. So I, I expect a huge rocket there this week. Uh, question. Sorry to everyone listening along. We will get back to Supercoach. I do want to ask an AFL question and, and somebody who works as an executive. I would ask you, mate, if you were the next CEO of the AFL, as we know, Gil's some point going to step down. It was meant to happen a while ago. Uh, yeah. Who are you more concerned about, GWS or Gold Coast? GWS, 100%. Yeah. yeah, when you're talking about seven thousand people attending a home game at GWS, and it sounds like a Carlton home game, there's a severe lack of support for that uh, Western Sydney side or the Orange team. Um, no wonder, you know, you get your your higher level players or your your players that are looking to play in a big market, looking to play elsewhere, because there's just there's nothing in town. Like, yeah, they might make their money, but in that small market in Sydney, they're, they're really irrelevant. So, yep. <clears throat> yeah. We move on. And by the way, AFL, if you're looking for a dual CEO role, uh, me and the big horse will, will step in anytime yeah. you like. We're ready to go. 
Um, we went, what a big low-scoring game, but a high Supercoach scoring game. Sydney versus Port Adelaide, and what a thrilling finish that was. Um, the old don't celebrate before you actually know you've got the win. But uh, Chad Warner, 137. Now, Damien, Carol, I gave you a shout-out before for making a good move from Kinelio to Took. But I also know that you moved out Chad Warner, which had to happen. But this was also every chance to happen as well with Chad Warner with a big 137. Ollie Florent with the 135. Jake Lloyd, who to all Twitter Sphere listeners, I did ask who's going to score more, Day or Lloyd. I was going to do one trade this week. If you all said Jake Lloyd, I was just going to move Angus Brayshaw for Lloyd instead of Will Day. But Will Day looked like it's going to pay off for me anyway. So it's not too bad. Uh, Laddams with a 113, Rampy with a 108, Blakey with a 106, Goulden with a 102, Parker with a 100, Mills with only an 87. I say only because we want more from him. Uh, Finlayson, obviously, with a game-winning goal, always helps with 134. Dersma, 120. Dixon, 116. Horn Francis, 95. I know a few people moved him on. I was one of them. I should have held him and moved Cornelio. Um, and Rosie sort of came a little bit back to earth this week with an 84. Now, mate, you've talked about Travis Boak a bit as well. He's showing that he's not relevant, sadly, with a 55 again. So, and Ollie Wines with a 34. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on? That's phenomenal, isn't it? So and they yeah, won. Yeah. And they won. Give it a few more weeks. Ollie and Ollie Wines will pick it up. Always start slow. Come the buy rounds, he hammers home. So I've brought it up in lots of previous podcasts before. He will make his way into my team eventually, but I'm going to wait for him to bottom out first. So no matter what he scores, you're going to bring him in. If I mean, obviously, we put the asterisks on everything. You're going to bring him in after the buy rounds, no matter what. I will. Wow, I love that. I love that. Nathan Nathan Brain, mark this down. I love this. You've given out two absolute rip snorters today. I like it. Good. The the last four years, he's averaged 117 or more each year after the buy rounds. But is he, by the way, I'm just using my standard squeeze product. Is he showing you enough, though, that he's going to do that again? He's doing the same thing he's done every other year. So this is consistency of inconsistency he's he's been ordinary to start the year the past three or four years yep. and then he comes on hard yep all right Even his year, he started slow and then came home really hard when we're talking from a super coach point of view errol golden's one we got wrong didn't we mate we did yep he's been good he's been yeah, good i really enjoyed watching sydney play i really enjoyed watching for him yeah 
Mate, if you were the Sydney Swans right now, if you could change the dimensions of your field, don't you reckon you would? The the generational change of who Sydney are now is so different to the team that yeah. like when we were younger watching. Like this yeah. team needs a bigger bigger ground. Like they need space to go and run. It's it's really interesting to watch. But um, some good scores from Sydney, some good scores from Port, some players to have a look at. Um, Horn Francis showing that he's still got some value, which is um, which was good to see. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up one thing, and it was almost heartbreaking to see Paddy McCartan go down with concussion again. Mm. And it looked pretty innocuous. I nearly, wanted, just... I nearly wanted to avoid it, and it was so innocuous. Oh. It it like. I, I'm not one to shy away from showing emotion. I've I've never been yeah. a male. I think all males have the right to show emotion. By the way, it's mm-hmm. it's nearly it's it nearly makes you cry. Like it absolutely is sad to see, and just to see how upset he is, distressed he gets from it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a cruel part of our game. Um, yeah, and um, I wish him all the best. I don't know what comes next, but I I wish him all the best. Absolutely. Yeah, some, sometimes you've got to. You've got to intervene and stop the individual from continuing to harm himself. So do the AFL step in now or do they allow him to make the choice on his own good free will and allow him to continue playing? You know, there's a there's an element there of what do you do? You've got to sometimes save the person from themselves. I'd be real... We made... No, we didn't make jokes, but I, I, we made comment about the next CEO and things like that. Those are the types of discussions that I would love to be a fly on the wall to actually know the decision process here, the payout to say, mate, we know you would have had a career. We know you've given the all clear from a doctor, but we're going to, you need this. We've got to say no. Do you know what I mean? And we'll let it be your decision, but we're actually the ones. I'd love to know because you see what happened there and I think it needs to, he needs to stop. And that sucks because if you're that player, you don't want to stop. That's your that's your life. You've you've you you you're playing footy for a for a living, living the what dream. Is, he's 20, 25, 26. Sad, so he's got mate. tops, eight or nine years left of footy left, and then he's got another 60, 70 years on God's green earth. Yep. Yeah, you've got to protect the person from hurting themselves to enable them to have a better lifestyle. So yeah. We wish you all the best and we hope everyone uh, in the same situation just makes smart decisions. Life comes first. Uh, mate, we've got three games left. Everyone viewing along, uh, please drop some more comments in. We've got three games to go before we we call the pod and the live. So make sure you drop some questions, ask about trades, ask about some players, throw in a joke here or there. We're, we're open to it all. Um, I want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Snap Fitness 24-7 in Epson and Bendigo. Uh, guys, make sure you get out there, support those who support us. They've got some great classes. Uh, if you've got kids, take them along. They've got a sort of crash daycare out there, and we'll take care of the kids while you train. Uh, mm-hmm. We know Mickey Dell's gone out and had a session there himself. So, guys, get out there and support them. We can't thank them enough for the support that they've given us. Um, it's a wintry day here in Perth, which we don't say very often. I'm very much looking forward to rocking the Snap Fitness 24-7 hoodie that is coming my way. So thank you very much. But, um, yeah, get out and support Snap Fitness, guys. Support those who support the pod. Absolutely. Um, We've got a question come through, the Ultimate Fitness Adventure Camp. I want to know more about that. Firstly, um, as a... Send us a a message, let us know, because he has messaged more than once and he's shown an interest. So if there's something here that we can pump up for you, mate... Let us know. We'll throw something yep. in. 
Mate, as a as a single as a single man or a recently single man who sort of like I keep looking at some of those Bali trips to get up there and do a bit of fitness at the same time. Why not mix something in as a as a single guy to go and travel and have a good time? So I'm hoping it's something like that. So uh, let me know, and we can we can plug it here for sure. Uh, Warple had a stinker. I think the whole Hawthorne Football Club had a stinker. They were good to start with, but work in progress. Um, in the middle again. Next. Um, do you think Sam Mitchell should take him out too slow? Look, it's, it's a tough one. He can't be taken out. The guy's won a Crimmins medal, Peter Crimmins medal at Hawthorne, and he has to play that inside mid. I think the issue at the moment is you've got him, you've got John Newcomb, you've got other young midfielders around them. He's the oldest midfielder in that side at 24, and they dropped down to 21 after him. So, look. If we're talking super coach, I think you've got to sort of start to look to make some moves now. We talked about guys who just throw the ball in the boot, just bang it forward. We don't have the forwards at the moment doing the right job, um, especially without Mitch Lewis there. Fergus Green started well, but I think he's better in the dry than he's going to be in the wet. Um, I think they're going to persist. I think they're going to persist with the forward line. I think if anything, Mitchell will start giving the younger guys a bit of a rest, very similar to... um, Adam Simpson coming out and saying Ruben Gimby needs a little bit of a rest soon too. Even Gimby himself has said that he's pretty tired. Um, so look for some rest there. But yeah, Newcomb needs to go in. Warple needs to stay in. It's the only role that they can play. So I don't think he'll take him out. But I don't know. Your thoughts, Del? Got to stay. The Hawthorne just have, don't have the senior bodies, the bigger bodies, and he's it, unfortunately. So yep. that's yeah. just what it is. It's going to be a long. Um, yeah, I think if you've got him in your super coach team, um, pull him out. Um, but um, if you're talking just AFL, look, I think that team, we just have to understand Hawks. Are, and I'm a Hawks man, for those that don't know. It's just a massive rebuild. And, and they've come out clearly saying they wanted to do the rebuild the right way before a Tasmanian team comes in and, and all the teams sort of struggle. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm still going to persist with how that team's going to come together. I like what they're doing. I think it's okay. I think I think it's going to be a bit of pain, but we'll be right. But um, mate, said, plug it. Tell us, tell us what's going on with your fitness adventure camp. We want to know. We want to know yeah. more. Um, um, the next one there. We, we yeah, just Mitch has just yeah. Jumped bring on. it back up again. Mitch uh, Mitchell Dyer's just jumped on, but you jump in and tell your tell your thoughts, Delt, quickly. Yep. So I, yeah, it, he he averages 118 after buys in each of the four that past four seasons. Always start slow. Um, it's it's a fitness thing with Ollie. Like he's a bigger dude. Even in his Brownlow year, he started slow and then came home really hard. So if you've got him, I'd trade him out now because he's only going to keep plummeting, and then potentially get him at a bargain low price come the buy rounds. Like for me, I am going to get him in at that time because that's when previously he always picks it up and he he starts to hammer it home. So yeah, if you've got him now. Pick up Rolton Roberts for him. Oh, just pick up someone. Um, yeah. Look look to get a rookie in if you want to generate money. But I think Ollie's bleeding too much money to want to hold on to at the moment. So I've just clicked on him. I'm trying to work out. Um, I really hate doing this. I should, I should know the answer to this question. And no, I do. It has come up. I wondered whether the price change has actually showed up yet or not. He's dropped another 50K. He's dropped 94.7K in total. He's down at 486,000. 
His break even though is still 175. So I think you still need to let him just level out, keep letting him go out and out again, keep looking at that BE before the things make a change. But yeah, quote Mickey Dell and jump back on and let us know uh, later on. But Mickey Dell has talked about it being closer to those buy rounds before he starts to pick things up. So uh-huh. yeah, keep popping in the questions. We go to the last three games. Uh, Mickey Dell's boys, the Bombers VGWS in my work tipping comp. There were only two people who tipped the orange tsunami. I was one of them. I haven't been impressed by the Bombers just yet. Mate, you, got, mate, you guys were terrible against the Saints. Terrible. You were terrible. I'm sorry. And I guess I continue to overrate um, GWS's list. But, um, yeah, you guys came out strong. You should have won this game by about 10 goals. Um, Redmond is the new Ridley with 128. Merritt doing his thing with 111. Good to see Draper with a 109 because I tell you what, where's – where's um. Oh, Phillips only ended up with a 65. He started like a bull out of a gate in that game, I tell you what. And it was good to see him come in. Uh, Stringer with a 108. Darcy Parrish, one, uh, sorry, 98. Your boy Martin, 97. We'll talk about a few higher-owned players. Ridley with an 88. Setterfield with an 87. Just having a quick look at the Bombers. Any other high-earned? Durham started to drop off. You might want to touch on that because he did start the season quite well. Um, people started actually talking about him a little bit too as somebody to come in. From the tsunami standpoint, um, Haynes is starting to show that he is back up and about, which is great with 117. This one pains me because I had him in round one. Josh Kelly, he's doing what I thought he was going to do this year with a 108. Tom Green with a 99. Uh, Toby Green with a 91. Whitfield with an 89. The most biggest talking point is Cornelio with a 71. After he had a 45 or so at quarter time. Mate, I'll let you analyze this one as I'm sure you uh, watched the game. Yeah, yeah definitely did. Uh, yeah, you're right. Essen should have won by 10 goals. Uh, when, we, when you're talking about Durham, it's a just it's a straight no. no. When, when you're talking about Essen and the way we play, he covers a, a lot of kilometers and I really like him as a player, but he's not super coach relevant if you're looking to get into the, the higher rungs of. You know, your super coach scorers in whatever league you're in or in an overall uh, sense. So don't touch Durham. Uh, Setterfield was a little bit off, but I still liked his game. Like he was 67 at half time, And then he, he ran with uh, Tom Green for a little bit and nullified him, which allowed Essendon to start to get a bit more use out of the midfield. So I liked his role from a supporter point of view, not from a super coach point of view. Uh, Jake Stringer. Uh He's only played, what, that's his second game, so he's due for a, a price rise or a price dump. I, I don't know what that's going to be, but don't pick him. He kicked, what, four goals 100? Like he was, his accuracy was shit house. It's, it's all about me type of attitude that he has. Um, so, yeah, don't pick him. But, again, you're looking at your, your parish, your merit. I, I really like Redmond and what they're doing with him. I don't think Ridley's going to be a keeper this year. They're looking to play him a little more as a lockdown instead of playing off. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. But good to see Draper back up and about with the scores that he's getting there. But he's still not fantasy relevant. So don't get sucked into that. Yeah, so Stringer's got the the sort of 77 break even. He had a 108. He obviously only had like a 33 the week before. Um, Redmond dropped 800 bucks this week. He's at 503,000. 
His break evens at one eleven. Um, he's had a higher score of one. He's had a higher score of one twenty eight, but he's had a lower score of forty nine, which was round three. Was that the round just before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, mate, he's been he's been pretty solid. He's yeah. been pretty solid. Yeah, and he had an absolute yeah disaster of a game that game. It's a it's a big four weeks for the Bombers now, though. Like they've they've got Melbourne, they've got. Collingwood, Collingwood and, and Geelong. Geelong and Port Adelaide and then Brisbane. So that's that's five games where, as a supporter, if we win two of them, I'll be stoked. But there's potential there that we could lose all five. So don't get too hung up on the Essendon show at the moment is what I'm um, throwing out there, even though I'm an Essendon supporter, because I, I can't see this being sustained. So I'll throw this question to you then as someone that would have watched these games closely. Now, I know a lot of people are talking about Redmond. He's been talked about a lot. So I think we need to make sure we speak about him to the viewership who are watching along now. You've had four games, obviously. Hawthorne, Gold Coast, St Kilda, GWS. Three teams who are extremely underperforming and one team that's performing above average. Uh The one team that's performing above average, he got a 49. Uh Yes, the three teams who are underperforming, he's got over 110. Surely that's got to be a little bit of concern to some people to be holding out in the next six rounds where you have Melbourne, Collingwood, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, and Richmond. Uh Yeah, I I still would because the only team that's really played a high press at the moment has been St Kilda. So unless a a team plays a high press and doesn't allow him to accumulate his possessions right back towards the defensive goal square, then he's still going to get his 20, 25 touches. So... Yeah, heard it here well, first. Well, yeah, heard well, I first. think... That, yeah, we're not, we're not going to go well as a team from a super coach point of view. I still expect him to be the best super coach scorer for Essendon in their defensive half. Oh, as we said, heard it here first. There's been about five rip snorters from the big horse today, and that's why we do this podcast. So let's get them up. Uh, the Duke. Now, me and the Duke, we do Duke it out. We go back and forth a little bit on Twitter, and I love the conversations that we do have. They are great, except this guy's name has come up way too much, and it still pains me at the moment. But uh, would you trade Canelio? Now, you don't have him, do you, Big Oz? So maybe we go to you first because I am intrigued to get your thoughts what do yeah. you do or what's your thoughts to all the Cornelia owners out there for someone who is clearly getting the football, the tackles, the marks, but his last two scores, especially with Kelly in the side, have gone. Yeah, so he's burnt me twice in the past. He does this a lot. So he starts off, pull at a gate, gets a couple of really good scores early and then falls off a cliff. So knowing that this is what his previous history is like, I stayed away from him and sure enough, he's doing it again. <sighs> Would I trade him? That's tough. I'd have to see who you're going to bring in for him. If you, so if you're he's, gonna... To give you some context, he's now at 516K. He's dropped 41.7K for the season. His break-even's at 167. And they've got coming up, but see, this is this is the annoying part. They've got Hawthorne this week. But look, he's still going to lose cash. They've got Hawthorne this week, but then they've got Brisbane and Sydney and the Western Bulldogs, Collingwood, St Kilda, Geelong, Richmond. 
Yeah, okay. Mm, it's tough. I, I, yeah. I tell, I'll tell you what, to the Duke, I'll tell you what. I will dive into this head first because obviously I have him on my list. i am also used quite a few trades already, so I'll look at it with two perspectives. Those that haven't used trades, what's on offer to kind of get him in? What what are you kind of going to do with him? We also need to be prepared that there's only one more game before we see the DPPs, so that's going to be influential as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm uncertain. He's at that bottom price, but he's a guy that's still getting touches. That's the annoying part. He can show that he can score 42 and a quarter. Um, so, look, I, I'm sitting on the fence at the moment, but throughout the week, before I go to gather round, I might have to take my microphone with me to gather round. Sorry, Dad. Um, and we'll get on board and, and maybe do another one on Thursday live from uh, the Adelaide Oval Hotel. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know yet. I need to dive into it and have a good look. My mind at the moment still says hold unless I really go in and have a look at what I can bring in for him. Yeah. Let's watch this space. Let's uh, If he wants to put in the... In the comments, who would trade Canelia out for? Then maybe that'd be a, a better reflection as to what I would do anyway. So there's a little extra chat going on. Um, you know, the the ultimate fitness uh, adventure camp sold Cogs last week, mate. Well done, you're better man than I am. As the Duke said, lucky I considered it. As I said, me and the Duke had a lot of conversations this week about holding, and uh, we both gave each other a massive virtual high five at quarter time which turned into a turn it towards your cheek and slap across the face um, as the game went on. But, um, yeah, look, we've got some decisions to make this week as we move on. Um, NJB. Yeah, you go. go. Yeah, well, we've got NJB in the chat. Yeah, let's up do it. Again, he's, he's pretty happy and, with himself that he's beat Morel. Theo so, Manis. Theo Manis and others. We'll get to your questions in a second. Yep. So, NJB beat Matty Morel this week. So, as, <laughs> as said earlier in the pod, congratulations, mate. Well done. Have we that pinned must, it? Must Nathan be must be working player. on a pin. There's got to be a pin comment somewhere that we're allowed to leave up there. Yeah, good man. But our, which two of the three should I trade out? Ridley Mills, Green, or Setterfield? Good which question. Two of the three yeah, should right. I trade out? Two of the three. All right, you go. Setterfield, but not yet, and Ridley. Yeah, I wouldn't say two right now. I'm assuming Green is Tom Green. No. Mills, no. Setterfield, no. I'm happy with his scores at the moment. Ridley is the one that I'd be having a look at. Yeah. Ridley, Ridley's the one I'm looking at for sure. Yeah. No worries. Uh, Theo? Surely, surely we've got to allow him. Far out. We've, Nathan, must, Nathan, after these podcasts that we do now, must just walk out with his head. But I tell you what, he deserves for it to be out there because in our Molten Chat, and that's where this whole Molten name came from. Nathan did go, guys, make sure you VC Nick, da- uh, Nick Dacos. He's scoring 150 plus. We all had a good laugh at him. And during the game, uh, obviously, we all know that he scored 150 plus. So he has followed up with this comment. And I will show it because he deserves it. And to give everyone context, Nathan knows nothing about football. He is an NRL absolute genius expert, but he knows nothing about the good game. In fact, that is AFL. He still thinks in fairness, though, everything he touches turned to gold. <laughs> he, he thinks that South Melbourne are playing Fitzroy this week. That's how much he knows. <laughs> Oi, the one thing I do love about Nathan is at least he goes, what, what kind of cuts me deep at the same time as though, Nathan's original team for round one was basically the team that you and I put together as the first team that we created. 
And then you and I got in our own heads and just created these absolute mush teams that we're trying to fix at the moment. So I'm living vicariously through Nathan's team. Yes. Let's go to Theo, mate. What's he got there? Yes, Theo, let's go. You go through. This is all you, Del. I'm going to have a drink from my four-in-one cup. Would you go Rivers or Haynes thinking going Marshall to Wits? Me personally, I'm looking to get Haynes in this week. I watched that game. I watched last week. He's now the Himmelberg of GWS. I'm bringing him in. Yeah, I wouldn't touch Rivers. I like Haynes. Um, think you've got a Marshall to Wits. We talked about it a little bit early on as well um, that we're sort of, yeah, really questioning at some point, but it's got to be a tactical move to when that change comes. Uh, yeah. What do we say? Marshall's playing Collingwood without a ruck, yeah, so definitely. I wouldn't be trading him yet. Yeah. Now, Rivers, I imagine he's talking Trent Rivers from Melbourne. They're... Play, they played him in the midfield because they played against a depleted West Coast team. Yep. He doesn't normally play midfield. No, so, no don't, don't, don't leave. Get right. Rivers out of your mindset. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to really throw this one up quickly as well. Keep the questions coming. We've only got two more games to go through as well, and then we'll call this pot a day. But this has been the quickest hour of my life. I'm not going to lie. I wish work went right. this quickly. Yeah. Um, keep sending in the sponsors and maybe this can become work. That'll be fantastic. Um, Duke, we did talk about it. Hopefully you're still on. Um, will Will Day get a week? Very good chance he might. Very good chance he might. I think Gary Rowan's definitely getting one or two. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Day, we'll see. He's got a pretty good record. He might get a fine, but yeah, he, he kind of, look, it was one of those in close ones. It wasn't a sling one and he didn't lift him and dump him. So it's a really yeah. interesting one, but I reckon if he gets a week, that's going to set a precedent that that's, that's the movement now. But I'm not sure. But either way, he'll be sitting on my bench regardless of whether he gets a week or not. Um, what have we got here? Ultimate Fitness Camp. There's a few questions coming through, which is unreal. I love it. Uh, uh, what is Liam Jones's break even? I'm just looking uh, at that. His break even is 36. I'm done with Liam. Well, I never had Liam Jones. I didn't make the move. I I think 36, you've got to play a mathematical game. It's still a good score to get some get some money and then maybe look at the DPPs next week. So maybe he's a hold for one more week before you see the DPPs with a break-even of 36. You, Del, your thoughts? Yeah, if you got him, you may as well stick with him for another week or two. He's only got a break-even of 36. He could make you a little bit more money. Like, he's not going to go, gr- like, large, but... Yeah, if, if you've got him holding for now, he's still going to make you a bit extra cash. Uh, what else have we got here? Yeah, uh, Duke. Yeah, Dawson is a must-have, 100%. We've, we've called him the unicorn. He's the unicorn of 2023. If you don't have him already, find a way to get him in. Spot on. He is absolutely the unicorn. Um, a defender who's doing the kickouts, getting the chip kicks, and also going to the midfield. And like Dell said earlier, they're playing through him now. He's the guy that they go to. And it shows why they've uh, why they voted him in as captain in his second year at the club. So yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, GWS is a void. Um, I sold Cogs. I'm looking for only Kelly upgrade. Yep, the only upgrade at GWS. Face future yeah, tongue out. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's using emojis out on the the YouTube. They talk it out in the comments, which is good. Um, yeah, Cogs, I think Kelly's a great caller. I think Tom Green's still legit. I, I like the role Tom Green's playing. I think Tom Green gives you the most consistency out of most players in the AFL at the moment. They look to tap to him, and if they don't tap to him, they look to handball back to him nearly every single time. They do some form of clearance, and then he's very efficient with how he moves the footy. Loves a tackle. 
Um, even if you put a bit of work into him, I think he's still getting you a consistent score. Is he the guy that's going to get you the 143 like a Kelly? Probably not, but he, uh, I sleep easy knowing if he was in my team for sure. 100%. Um, what do we got? What do we got? She's God. So about 23. <laughs> I think there's a good bit of banter going on. So we'll move on to West Coast versus Melbourne. Sorry if that clap came through the microphone a little bit loud. Sometimes I forget what I'm doing here. Um, we did say uh, Grundy was the choice over Oliver, but you couldn't go wrong with Oliver with a C. So Oliver came through with a 121. Uh, Brody Grundy, a 144. I think any decent ruck against Mel, uh, against West Coast is having a phenomenal score. Kelly, it's good to see Tim Kelly up and about. Um, Barras is obviously going to get a lot of the footy now with uh, McGovern out. We talked about that floating across role. He now becomes the marker. Um, while, and I'm right, Shannon Hearn dropped out to a 65. So Shannon Hearn moved down to a bit more of a lockdown rather than Barras being the marker. Petrarca with a 103. Tom McDonald back in the side with four goals. I wouldn't read too much into that because they're playing against West Coast. Uh, Cozzy Pickett with an 89. Again, I still want to see another game. He was playing against West Coast. Angus Brayshaw, 74. So I'm glad I moved him. Um, and as I talked about, Jinby... Um, looked a bit tired, and he's already come out and said that he is pretty tired. And I think Adam Simpson, sadly, but rightly from a football standpoint, is going to start resting some of the young fellas. Your thoughts, Dell? Yeah, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Because he's been playing well, but like it's the AFL season is going to take a toll on these young blokes. So um, that's what uh, AFL footy is, and unfortunately, the the cruelness of super go- suit coach is you've just got to get your points where you can. Do you trade him out while he's made what's he made a hundred and something thousand and look to go higher, or what are you doing? So, for me, he's still a hold because I, I believe when he comes back, he'll still pump out a couple of good scores and his price will increase to the 350, 380 area. But it depends how desperate you are for other players. So I'm having a big smile because Matty O'Brien has piped up. And I don't I think he's back from South Africa. So Matty O'Brien's our other co-host on the NRL podcast for the Molten Fantasy Sport. Petrarca sounds like an Italian dish. It's uh mate, he's pretty delish. I'll tell you that. If he was a dish, I'd be buying it. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, no, you're spot on with your comments there. You're spot on with your comments for sure. I just want to put this one up because I've talked about yeah. the Duke and I having a few conversations. Um, mate. This explains so much. So from Adelaide, go for Hawthorne. I'm a Hawks man as well. Don't often go to the games. Going to gather around. So, Duke, if you weren't listening before, I'm coming over for gather around. I can't wait. I will be popping out to watch Hawthorne VGWS, which isn't at Adelaide Oval. It's out in Norwood or something like that, I think, which I'm going to travel for and then come back to watch the uh, Collingwood St Kilda game at Adelaide Oval because that's actually going to become a bit of a rip snorter now that I want to see. Um, mate, please shout out to me on Twitter. I'd love to come and say hi, buy you a beer um, and have a chat. So make sure you hit me up before that. That'll be unreal. What do we think of the games to watch in Gather Round? Um, mate, oh, yeah. yeah, so me and my old man, I'm going with our two brother-in-laws who they're flying from Melbourne. I'm coming from Perth. It's amazing how when we book these tickets, what we thought would be the good ones compared to now what are some cracker games. So some of the guys... We're not going to get there for Thursday night because they didn't think Adelaide v. the Blues would be much because we predicted the Blues. But Adelaide v. the Blues is going to be an absolute rip snorter, I reckon, on Thursday night. All the third, or Adelaide, the, the AFL have dropped, they've done it well. They've done the draw well. I think Richmond v. Sydney on Friday night is going to be an absolute cracker. 
Uh, Brisbane v North now looks 10 times better than it did on paper to start the season. Um, even the Bombers v Melbourne should be a reasonable game. Um, yeah, Port Adelaide v Western Bulldogs on Saturday night. Um, Geelong v West Coast, no. GWS v Hawthorne, I mean, it's interesting because the two teams aren't doing that well. And then Collingwood Secure has now become an absolute ripper. So I'm stoked. I'm flying back on a 6.10 flight Monday morning to go straight to the office. It's the one time where Perth being behind the scenes is is good. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I think I need to pack my standard squeeze plastic bottle with me because there's going to be many a whiskeys to be had. But I think it's a ripper draw and a ripper concept. What is your thoughts? Um, yeah. I love Mickey it. Dell. I think and it's I've great. And I've just realized the Duke is 13 years old. So just, I will not be buying you a beer. And maybe don't contact me to come and say hello because right. that might be awkward. The Duke's <laughs> got to be taking the piss. He's got to have his pen license by now. Um, so when, when you're looking at games, um, Adelaide Carlton could perhaps be the match of the round here. Like it, it looks awesome on paper, and Carlton don't play well in Adelaide. Like Adelaide have beaten them there a lot in the past. Uh, Sydney Richmond, it's always close. North Brisbane is going to be. Oh, there you go. Mm. Um, North Brisbane will be close than what people think. Essendon, Melbourne, it was close last year and Essendon were dog shit last year. So this year, away from home at a neutral venue, that could be close again. Uh, Port Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, that'll be good. Like Port Adelaide always play well at home, but the doggies and their style of footy, you just, you never know. And then Hawthorne, GWS on Sunday, that could be, no, it's not match of the year. It's probably going to be one of the worst ones, I reckon. It's, um... I'll be purely watching it from a super coach point of view. It's probably two of the worst teams in the AFL battling head to head there. You might get a thousand people to it. I just don't see the Hawks play enough. So there's a part of me that's like, I need to get out there and watch them. But to be totally honest, by that point of the weekend, I could be like, I don't want to miss um, the Collingwood St Kilda game. So I might, I may, I honestly may give it a miss and not be that fussed on whether I see my team or not. I'm just I'm just getting out my um just getting out my working with children's card. It's very important just in case people <laughs> do so. Um because I am actually I've actually been I'm actually thrown off a lot by that. I'm yeah. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, he's gotta be taking the piss. He, the, oh. the uh the punctuation's too good. <laughs> Theo yeah. is in there. Doctor Yeah, Saad. no, Theo had a good one. Doctor Saad. I like this. Good question. Well, I've got Doc and I've got Saad and I'm happy to run with both. Dr. Saad's not a bad move. It's not a bad move. We've talked a lot about just holding Doc, though, now. I think with Walsh coming back, I think he's dropped enough in, in dollars that you might as well hold him and look to build some other areas. I'm, I'm going to be holding Doc um, unless it's a finer way to get Dawson in. I'm still going to hold him. I think I'm going to hold him. I'm going to find a way to get Dawson in at some point. But um, I think he's dropped too much not to now. So, yeah. Um. Sports God, here we go. What do we got here? Sports God um, is from Cairns, but looking forward to Dacos versus Woods. Yeah, good call. Um, Secure versus Collingwood. Yeah, Mason Wood. He's just found a he's found a new role for himself, hasn't he? Out on that wing and in a new system. It's amazing how those type of things happen. It's 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 great to see. Um, I'm going to go to Geelong Hawthorne just really quickly, and then uh, Michael Fleming. I'll get to your question in a second, um, and go from there. 
Guys, make sure any more questions, get him in now. So this is the last game and then we'll answer up some questions and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up from there. Um, mate, Jeremy Cameron, I remember looking at him and going, not a bad POD. He's kind of become like, you and I talk a lot about key forwards and not taking the risk on key forwards, but he's kind of, and just bear with me, he's not Buddy Franklin, but he's Buddy Franklin-like in the way he sort of gets up the ground, gets some kicks, get some marks and then kick some goals to get those points on the board. So even if he only has sort of two or three goals, he does rack up some some disposals and some marks and does all right. He's um he's kind of showing that he can be that performer and get some points. I'm just kind of having a look at his games quickly. He's got a break in even 82. He's gone up in 50K since the season started. He's only got a low score of 77. The highest score was this one, the 156. He's gone 80, 149, 77, 156. What's your thoughts on like a Jeremy Cameron, especially when they've got West Coast next week? So I was hoping off Jeremy Cameron for a sec because I'm not picking him. Yep. But did you know Tom Hawkins is only 410,000? He's got a break even of 110 this week. Yeah, but do you know Tom Hawkins is like walking around on one leg? He looks a lot better today. He's, yeah, but he's, almost, you, he's almost back. I'm, I'm almost looking to bring him in. Don't. No. Mate, this could be the first time ever you and I really disagree. Yep. No. He's, they're he's playing, been, he's he's playing Hawthorne. He's playing yep. Hawthorne. Yep. And he played his role as a deep forward really well today. He didn't get much of it before half time, but when he was isolated one-on-one and Geelong sorted their shit out, he was dominant. I want some comments. I want some comments. People, we have 25 viewers at the moment. Comment. Tom yep. Hawkins, yes or no? Start now. Go. Quit. We've got like five oh, minutes man. to put him in. Nah, this is good. I like this. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Tom Hawkins, absolute epic. He looks fitter. He looks better. But is he really super coach relevant? I'd much rather a Jeremy Cameron over a, a Tom Hawkins. And I know that's not what you were saying. I'm not saying it's one or the yeah. other, but... I don't know. Anyways, Paddy Dangerfield, 119. Mitch Duncan is the talking point at 116. Yep. Um, good. I'm getting a few boys behind me as well, and I know you can see the comments, which I like. It's, it's yeah, about good. time I get some people in my favour. Okay. Everybody lo- everybody in Moulton loves Mickey Dell. Mickey Dell can never say anything wrong. Rob pipes up. I get shut down every second. <laughs> um, no, okay. I'm being a sook, and I'll, I'll cop it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Mitch Duncan, what are your thoughts of Mitch Duncan? One sixteen in the back line. I know we talked about him at the top of the show, but what's your thoughts? Give it another week. Matt O'Brien, shut up. You don't even know anything about AFL. You can't pipe up what, with let's go. What's he <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Mate, he, all he's talking about is Stephen Hawking or something. For sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, Tommy Hawkins was playing like Stephen Hawking the first couple of rounds, but now now he's back up and about. Uh, Mitch Duncan, mate. What's your thoughts on Mitch Duncan? Yeah, Mitch Duncan, wait a week. Super coach friendly role, but wait a week because that role has been interchanged between Jack Bowers, between Zach Tui, all these sorts of guys. So, yeah. Uh, there was a, a comment from Michael Fleming up the top. Have you got that yeah, one? Yeah, sorry. I did want to go to Michael. Yeah, it's a good one. Go. You're all yours, mate. This appears to be a season where some big premiums are down and mid premiums are playing well. Luke Ryan hasn't let me down, and I'm thinking Warple to Tim Kelly. Thoughts? Uh, yes, to a degree. Tim Ooh. Kelly is the number one midfielder at West Coast, but they're about to 
start a really long rest of the season. I think if any midfielder is going to score well at West Coast, it's going to be Tim Kelly. But that 130 or whatever he scored on the weekend is not sustainable for him. Yeah, I I have to agree. I, I get, yeah, and I can't add too much more to that because, and I'm just going to repeat you, but it's you're spot on with what you're saying. He's the number one midfielder. I think Tim Kelly is also a very good midfielder in a good side. There'll also come a point where it'll just get too much. It'll just get too much. And if you drop 5%, you're not putting up those points and those scores anymore. Um, I like you thinking he'd be a massive POD, but I just can't see him putting up those scores anymore. Um, so be careful with the Tim Kelly call. If you've got the money to spend, I'm trying to I'm trying to have a quick look. Maybe if you want me to go click on some other things, mate, let me know. I'll yep. bring up some Tim Kelly. I mean, Tim Kelly's got a break in him in a 62. He's already jumped 43,000 in value up to 519. He's had a uh, a 72, a 121, a 97, and a 139. To me, I think there's more consistent midfielders out there. I'd love to kind of have a look at that price at 519, but yeah, I'd probably avoid it at the moment. I don't think he's going to keep putting those numbers up. Uh, I, I missed a few um, ones at the top there. But, yeah, um, so there's a few bit of back and forth. Kelly Kelly would be a good POD. Yeah, um, mate, as I said, I had him round one. I would have loved – oh, so that's, the, so that's the conversation going. He'd be a good POD. I just think it's too risky at the moment with what's going to happen for West Coast, as we just said. Yeah. Uh, Crows versus Crows or the Blues, awesome too. Like Rochelle and Rankin, yeah, there have been some massive picks up for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had Paddy Cripps since round one, so it's going to be yeah. it's going to be good to see. It's going to be good to see. I'm getting um, a lot of love. No one, no one rates the Hawkins pick. No, nah, but mate, that, love it, that, mate. You might be you might be able to prove everyone wrong. Here's that, a really mate, good. Yeah, here's a really good question. Um, a really good question from Theo, mate. Theo, loving your input on the uh, on the show today. And we're going to wrap up soon, guys, so, so get some questions in. Do you think Constable will come back? Who else can I put? I'm holding him. He'll come back. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, absolutely holding me. Gold he's coming back. On the weekend, they've got to change things up. Yeah, cool. Um, and to the Jew, do we prefer Dawson or Stewart? Uh, to me, it's Dawson. Dawson's a unicorn. So we've announced Dawson as a unicorn. So I'm staying strong with that one. The big day. Look, look, guys, I think it's been a massive pod. We've gone way over time. But the reason we've gone over time is because of your input. So thank you so much. Um, have I missed anything there, mate? If I have, I'm sorry. No, no I don't uh, think so. But we will be back on uh, later in the week before Thursday night's game yep. in order to bring you the stats bring your figures, potential dual um, position players for the upcoming couple of weeks that you've got to look out for. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And you're going to be there at some games, so you're going to be I able am. to give that analysis of what is actually going on there. I am. So I'm flying early Thursday morning, so very good chance that we might try and get on in that time Thursday afternoon. Be aware, I've got family members who I haven't seen for quite some time. It's been a pretty rough year for myself, if I can open up personally to the pod. Um, So really looking forward to this weekend. But I will take the mic. I will take my laptop. I will try and jump on. We have me and Mickey Dell haven't actually – it's weird doing this live because normally you and I talk about this off air – but I haven't looked at your work schedule for Thursday. We will try and get on Thursday the best we can. 
Um, if not, it might be one of those ones where either Mick or myself just jump on solo just to have some chats and get some people to ask some questions. But we will be there. We will jump on when we can. We'll answer those questions. We'll talk about the VC and C options. We'll definitely yeah. talk about trades. The final thought that I'll give to everyone is be aware this is the last round before we start finding out who the DPPs are. So if there's ever a week, if you're really sitting on the fence of hold or move, to me it's a hold every day of the week unless there's a massive price change coming up um, and then really restructure your team for the DPPs. Final thoughts from you, Dell, before we close up what has been a really enjoyable show. Yeah, it has been, hasn't it? Just encouraging everyone to... Uh, jump on, like, subscribe, because in order for you to win the standard squeeze pack that we have in our league, you need to have subscribed to our channel. Uh, if you give me a sec, Rob, I'll be able to tell you because the app has updated that Elvis's Bulldogs has come on top of our league with a score of 2,315. So whoever Steve is, uh, um, personal message us your name, details, and your, the standard squeeze pack will be on its way to you. Congratulations. Hopefully a, hopefully a subscriber is ours so that it can get this fantastic prize. But, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. What we thought might be half an hour has turned into an hour and nearly an hour and a half. Um, guys, thank you for jumping on. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for the banter. To our two sponsors, uh, Snap Fitness, uh, Epson and Bendigo, and the standard squeeze. Guys, this has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us.
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>